Shalom. This is Resilient One. I wanted to talk to you guys about narcissism and financial abuse. And I was going to go into what it looks like and signs you're dealing with someone who is um, putting you under financial abuse. So... What exactly is financial abuse and how does someone get into that? So financial abuse can happen to any gender, any ethnicity, and any type of income. So you can both be married or in a partnership and be low income. And you can be a person who's married or in a partnership that has millions of dollars at your disposal. But what matters is one partner controls and has say-so in all finance matters that don't ever involve you. Um, And some religious and some cultures, that's okay. um, Because the men, you know, some some people, you know, know that or believe that the men lead. Um... But in in average, you have to have, when you're in any type of partnership or any type of loving marriage or anything like that, you, you ideally, you should involve your partner in financial decisions. Your partner should not be in the dark about things. Um, they should not have to go without basic necessities um, and... and, and in any type of a uh, relationship and basic necessities is like excuse my noise basic necessity is things like uh food shelter clothing um and again that can also trigger trickle down to the children you know if you guys have children the children might end up being a part of financial abuse where the partner doesn't doesn't um doesn't buy the children new shoes so the children the child might be wearing old shoes that don't fit their clothes might not fit um you know the children might go without food uh and so financial abuse happens to everybody who's involved it could happen to you if you guys have a pet they might stop you from letting you get food for the pet they might not provide food for the pet so your pet goes hungry. And the reason why people do financial abuse is because um, I personally feel like people who do that suffer from mental illness that is undiagnosed or might be diagnosed. Uh, usually people who do that, they have a personality disorder such as narcissism or, you know, they might be a psychopath. Um, they lack empathy. They, it's their way of having control over a situation. You know, it gives them power to have to have someone come to them and have to ask them for the basic necessities. And, you know, they might say no to that. They might put you, man or woman, you know, they might put you on an allowance where you can only have a certain amount of money. They might give you a certain amount of money to go grocery shopping with. Then you have to make do with what they give you. Um, you, you know, you might need something and 
they 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 limit what you can get just to see you squirm. It's not because you know there's there's times where yeah you you might as a couple you might need to uh, you might need to budget. It has nothing to do with budgeting. This is something having to do with power and control where, you know, the money is available and they're not they're not giving it to you. Um, so another thing is, is that you will be in the financial dark. So you won't know how your bills are paid. You won't know. Um, you won't know. You won't know basic things like, you know, if you guys are married, you won't know where their life insurance is. You won't know if you're a beneficiary. You won't know anything. You won't know nothing. You won't know things about car insurance. You won't know about their, when they, what days they get paid. They definitely don't want you to know when they get paid. Like, that's a no-go. Um, they will definitely won't have a joint account, nor will you have access to any of their accounts they have. As a married person, you're basically living in a separate situation, but married. There's nothing binding you financially to someone who has financial abuse problems. Um, they they will not involve you with anything. And usually when you try to s- express to them that I would like to be more involved with as, you know, money, or where the money is going to, or how can we, you know, you know, maybe make a joint account. They refuse. They refuse, not because you have shown them that you are irresponsible with money, but more so, it's a power and control thing. They don't want to let up that power. So, when you are in these situations, the only thing you can do is try your best to get out of it. You know, unfortunately, when you get in a, a situation where you are dealing with a financial abusive partner, um, you have to figure out a way to get yourself out of it. And most people, when they're in that situation, it's hard to get out because now, now you are, uh, now you're, you're mainly times when people are in this situation, they're stuck. They're stuck for a little bit until they figure out how to get out of it. They're stuck, especially if you have children. It's hard. So most times when women or men are in that, they usually have to divorce. And that person who leaves the financial abuser, they're 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 for a moment. They're they're down on their luck. You know, they might become homeless um, and have nothing until they build themselves up. And people who are doing the financial abuse. They will point that out to you over and over again. Like, if you leave me, you have nothing. If you leave me, what, where are you going to go? What do you, what do you have? What do you, what do you got? Oh, you'll, you only have this amount of money. It's only going to last so long. You, what are you going to do? Like, they love to point that out to you, you know. So, you know, and those things come into when you, I think when people get into those situations, it definitely has a lot to do with not being able to, uh, you didn't get to know that person or you, you ignored red flags that you saw about that person or, you know, sometimes people might flip and they might just decide, oh, you know, this person needs me instead of being honored that someone's actually relying on you and you get to man up or woman up. They take that power and they go crazy with it. 
they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to be a responsible spouse or a partner they they rather just be evil with you and deal with you evilly so yeah financial abuse happens to a lot of people a lot of people and um like I said, it's hard to get out. It's hard to get out of those situations because, uh, you know, that happens. So victims of financial abuse usually have a spotty um, employment record, meaning, you know, they can't keep a job or they might be coming off of, you know, disability, you know, or, you know, trying to regain their life and you know basically there's they don't have a way to take care of themselves or they could have bad credit history they could be under um, legal illegal issues where they owe lawyers Um, they could be back paying child support Um, and um so, yeah, you, you get married or you get in a partnership thinking that, you know, this is someone who loves you and they're going to support you. And what ends up happening is that person uses your circumstances as a way to control you where you're OK. Now you got to ask them for twenty dollars to buy to, to in order to make three different meals out of twenty dollars. And, and they like to see it. They, they might have thousands of dollars in their account. But they want to only give you maybe $20 or $100 and then see what you do with it. And then, you know, go over your receipt, then nitpick on the things you decide to buy um, and make it seem like you're irresponsible with money, even though you buy everything that is needed for them to eat and for you to eat. So... Why do people do it? Because they want to isolate the victim and they want the person to become more dependent on the abuser. Um, And then, you know, being if you are financially dependent on person, you are trapped in a relationship and you have no resources. And so there's no way out of that. And so that's why abusers, people who are abusive and people who are uh, narcissistic, that's one of their one of their tactics is financial abuse because it's a way to control their supply because at the end of the day when you are in an abusive situation you are with a narcissist you are nothing but a supply to them you are not their wife you're not their husband you are an you're a supply you mean nothing to them they can say they love you all they want but they don't do it. They don't love you. Um, so another thing they'll do is they'll try to tell you, like, you're going to give me your check. So, you know, you're a woman or you're a man. Mainly this happens to women. So you're a woman. You give this man your check, your check that you worked hard for. And he decides how much money you get out of your check because he's telling you that this money, we need to, this money to build up the house and we need this money for this and this and this. And so you're sitting up there um, giving this man your money and he's giving you allowance out of the money you worked for. And 
you know, women, women go for that because they, you know, they, they want to trust that they're, you know, they want to believe that this man has a vision for life. And sometimes they're, those men are taking the money and spending it on other things that you just don't want to know about. Such as an affair, or they might be buying frivolous things that don't matter. But I'm going to go into like the definition of it. Economic abuse is a form of abuse when an intimate partner has control over the other person's access to economic resources, which diminishes the victim's capacity to support themselves and, and forces them to depend on, their, on the predator financially. And the key word is predator because someone who does that is a predator. So, like I said, the only way to get out of that situation is to try to um, try to build your own income up if you can. Try to get a job, you know. Try to save up money. Try to try try to go back to school. Don't don't let the abuser know what you're doing. Don't let them know that you're trying to plan an exit strategy away from them, because they will sabotage you. So. Anybody who comes across this, I was going to give you a number. It's an abuse hotline. It talks about uh, that you can go talk to them about being financially abused, physically abused. Um, and here it is. It's 1-800-799-SAFE, which is... 7233. So 1-800-799-7283. And when you call them, because if you're dealing with an abusive partner, sometimes they might monitor your phone and they might listen to you. Um, they might be going through your emails, your text messages, everything. They might be heavily monitoring you. So they do say, like, when you call up these numbers, make sure you're in a safe spot to do so. Another way to get out of it is get into counseling. You have to have a you have to have a be able to talk to a, a diff, a person an outsider that can you know help you navigate through the abuse you're going through because when you're in an abusive financial abusive situation, a lot of times the abuser is trying to break you down. They're trying to break you down. Um, they'll nitpick at you, tease you, mock you, um, you know, bring up your past to make you feel bad about it. Like, one thing you never want to do to a person who is narcissistic or heavily abusive is tell them anything. <laughs> Honestly, you don't want to tell them nothing because there are people who listen <clears throat> to learn to use it against you later. And that's a lot of people out there. A lot of people don't care about what you go through. They just they just want to know you're going through something. You know, sometimes some people listen because it makes their life feel better. Like, thank God I'm not going through that. You know, and it's entertainment to some people. And some people use it because use what you tell them against you to break you down more. And when you realize you're dealing with someone like that, know that you're dealing with someone who's not right mentally. And you don't take what someone does personally and I know that's hard but don't do it always remember like that's not 
you. What they're trying to say is you is not you. That's what they want you to believe because it's like if you're with someone who's abusive, right? And they're saying all these hurtful things about you, putting down the way you look, the way you smell, the way you smile, the way you walk, everything. They're putting you down, right? You got to ask yourself, well, why are you with me? Like, I wouldn't be with someone who thinks so low of me. Like, if I think so low of someone, I wouldn't be with them. So it's like you got you got to question that type of person. Like, well, if I'm all these horrible things you say I am and I'm just this ugly person that you you're 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 telling me I am, then why are you with me? You know, that's what you got to tell yourself. You got to remind yourself that this is just someone who has a really bad personality disorder. Um, you know, when you think about a person with narcissistic personality disorder, you got to think about someone who is got major depressive disorder or schizophrenia or, or any type of major mental illness. It's, it's either developed or you're born with it, right? Narcissism is another form of mental illness. And just like major depressive disorder or anxiety or sometimes schizophrenia, you can look at them and, you know, they look normal. They act normal. They, they're sometimes a, a narcissist is a pillar of the community. They're a person that will come at the drop of a dime and help you and buy you, buy you gifts. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they, they, make sure, they always make sure they're good. You know, they always make they look make sure they look good to everybody around them, but the person they live with, right? You know, and why they're making you look bad as a person? Because understand, they're going behind your back, planting seeds about who you are to other people. So when you finally, if you if you want to defend yourself to their flying monkeys or the people who are easily manipulated by the narcissists, and you want to defend yourself to them, no one's gonna believe you because. The narcissist was five steps ahead of you and, and smear can, smear, doing a smear campaign against you and talking about you, you know, especially if you guys have a common group and uh, a dynamic involved with your relationship. Best believe they, they got some people there who are going to believe you are the most horrible person that this person's ever been with. So and unfortunately, a lot of people are easily manipulated. Um, <clears throat> I try not to be personally like somebody tells me something about somebody. I try not to believe it. I try to, you know, wait until I see something. Uh, I try to wait until I see something. I, I don't go off of what other people say about other people because that's that's easy, you know, and so. Um, but narcissists thrive off of manipulating people when they know they got you they will continue to talk a lot of shit about you to the people who are willing to believe it and um, those people are usually lost causes those people are usually they lack uh, they lack the most high spirit they they lack discernment and um, you know nine times out of ten those who believe the narcissists are usually narcissists themselves. Um, they usually have some form of some type of prop mental Ill illness are themselves. Like they are, they're narcissists themselves. Like, 
because um, narcissists, they typically gravitate towards their own. They know who's who. Um, you know, side note, there's this woman and I was dating this guy and she, she you know, she knew we were together and she would constantly, you know, flirt with this the flirt with the diet guy I was with and you know he would kind of give her attention back and I would sit there and be like why is he doing this and why is she doing that and it's because both of their demonic spirits I really do feel like mental illness comes from demons either demons that were placed on you because you were dealing with demonic people who might have caused you to get sick and their demons hopped on you and came through as forms of Depression, anxiety, and some, you know, it's definitely depression and anxiety just comes from life. You know, I'm just saying in general, narcissists are demons to me. They're they're demonic. Like I've seen these people, I've seen their eyes. When you catch them looking at you, they do that. They, They just give you that creepy ass look where their eyes are dark. It's lifeless. And when you catch them doing that look towards you, it sends shivers down your spine. You know that you're not dealing with someone who has a human spirit no more. That is someone who is now under a satanic spell. (sighs) Yeah. And so anyway, those types of people have multiple ways of abusing. And so just never, I'm a key opponent on... And I know most people don't listen, but excuse me. Never give people your power. Never lose your independence as a woman. I hate to say that. Unless you know you can love that man loves you. He respects you, cares about you. He's responsible. And he has shown that he can be. um, You can rely on him. Sure, give up your independence, but outside of that, don't do it. If he has not shown you that he can be responsible with your heart and with your, and, and you guys, you can rely on him financially, uh, if need be, don't give up your independence for that type of person. You're going to regret it. Anyway, with that, I just want to say shalom.